What up, what up, good people? Welcome to a brand new episode of Whatever We Want with Jay and Kay. He is Jay Jamal Sterling. She is Kay Kalila Elliott. <laughs> Boom, <Being> explosion. My... <laughs> 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 yes, I'm being my controlling Aries self this, this afternoon. I'm sorry, Jamal. We Jamal. the best music. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Listen, uh, from one Aries to another Aries, I appreciate that you, um, you allow me when I'm being particular <sighs> to go, can we just do that one more time? Can we, do that one more time? <laughs> can we? Can we fit this furniture in your car? Can we, can we? The people don't know what you're talking about, so you can't just go to random. No, you can't. So wait, have we talked the story? We talked about that. It's been a minute. So, so since apparently I, I wasn't intending us to go into this story, but. It feels like Jamal wants to, hasn't had a pick on Kalila's story in a minute. So are you about to oh, tell the story about me picking out furniture at Costco? <laughs> okay, okay. So we went to a Costco. Tell the short Costco, version. Uh, <laughs> okay, so people don't know what a Costco is. Costco's like, uh, I'm about to, it's like. We don't know what a Costco, know what a Costco, is. Costco how, is. How long have you been in America? <laughs> yeah, are you? <laughs> We're from Australia. Uh, Costco, gigantic box store. You don't think they have Australians in Costco? <laughs> You don't think they have Australias in Costco? Or I mean, Costco's <laughs> you don't think they have Costco's in Australia? <laughs> Listen, man. <laughs> there are no Australias in Costco. I know that. For sure. we're, we're doing a great job. This, we this are. Is this is excellent. This is this is newsworthy right here. What's happening? <laughs> so one time we went to a Costco and uh, we were actually we're doing regular shopping. That's what we were doing. And Kay, <laughs> we, no, tell me, we were. This I'm was, pretty this sure was, I came in there with a mission to buy a laptop and a desk. Okay, you I'm pretty around. certain that that was okay. what my mission was. I remember the laptop part. I don't remember the desk part. I, I definitely came in. Really oh, in fact, it wasn't a laptop because I already had a laptop. I was looking for a desk and a chair. That's what okay. it was. A desk and a chair. Oh, yep. no, okay. No, no, wait, wait. No, 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 no. We mm-hmm. weren't looking for the desk and the chair that day. Yeah, we were. I yeah, we were. Looking for the, I knew yeah, no, it's better for your story if we're not, but we were. It was just that what, what I picked out was... It was too big for I mean, my, your vehicle. I mean, you still, in any which way, in any telling, in I, any I'm telling still going to come out great in the story, right? Like, it doesn't matter. It's still, it's still a perfect example of me anyway, getting it in my head. Everybody. So she got, so she got in her head that she saw this desk and I'm driving a small SUV. It, it is, to call it an it SUV looks bigger. Might be it looks bigger though. It looks, it, it has it does one not. of those. No, no, no. That what I mean is, no, no. What I'm saying is you drive, <laughs> your wife drives a vehicle that gives the illusion that it has more space. That's how to get you. And then when you actually start trying to put things in there, you're like, wait a minute, there's no room in here for anything. It is. For those who need to know, you can Google it. It's a G- Okay. Now I'm going to sound like I'm bragging. It's a, a GLK Yeah, go Mercedes. ahead and flex on them. <laughs> it's a GLK Mercedes, man. But um, <laughs> it's a tiny, tiny car. It's a little like, it looks like a little, it's a, it's a car that looks like a little bit of a little tiny SUV. Anyway. Feel like the old school Kia Sidekicks, but it's a yes, much much like, greater quality. <laughs> it's a, it's a, a tracker. Is this a, a, that's exactly a, the side. That's your another. Yeah, you're right. So Kay gets in her head. She sees first. She sees the desk. The desk will fit the way it's, it's broken out. It will fit. And I know this car backwards and forwards. I moved in this car. I've done so much in this car. So I know the desk is going to fit in there. Then Kay sees this, and to call a sofa chair is what it is. And now it's not taken apart. It's, a, it's not a sofa chair. Negro, you lying. That is a sofa <laughs> chair. <laughs> it's called, I think it's called a wingback armchair. A wingback wing armchair. It's one of those, it's one of those chairs. Basically, when you go like to the doctor's office and there's like the, the nice comfortable chair that the doctor sits in. Right. It's that chair. <laughs> it's like it's a it's a step away from recline. Like it's a step like, it could be a recliner. 
It's so, not huge, but it's bigger than I estimated. It's way, it okay. So anyway, it wouldn't even fit like, in the room. <laughs> but, so Kay starts this. We we start this. Kay's like, oh, we can take both of them right now. And they're like, no, we cannot. And I start offering. But why? Why? Because it's too big. No, no, no. <laughs> why did I want to take both of them? Because here's here's okay. what gets to the heart of the matter. Yeah, so explain. So explain why you have right. to take both. So of here's the same time. here's because your frustration is because you looked at, at these things and quickly assessed they're not going to fit. I'll take one. I'll come back, or you'll have to go in a car and take and you know take an Uber and whatever. And so there were all of these additional trips. Yeah, the Uber I did was your thing, which was weird. I'm sure. Well, it's not weird. I lived in New York for many years. If you don't use Uber or a cab, you don't get anywhere. So it's a trip. But we're going to make two trips anyway. I'll just drive you home and come back and get the But why make two trips? Why not just have you go in one car and me go in the Uber and then we both get there at the same time, which was my goal. My goal was how do we minimize the amount of time, energy, and people involved in this so that it's not taking all day (laughs) and several, you know what I mean? Like, let's... Let's order an Uber. We'll put the other furniture in the Uber. You drive your car. What will fit in your car will fit in your car. And I'll ride with the other things. That was my point was you could still, it, could still accomplish the same thing. In the thing. Uber, it still would have been like it, getting that into an Uber. You had to get a special Uber. Well the, well, the problem was, yeah, the real problem was I needed to check to make sure it wouldn't fit in the car before we ordered the Uber. <laughs> so that's just insists, what 15 minutes. But I didn't insist because because I was being hard-headed. I insisted because I didn't want to waste my money calling an Uber or your time if, in fact, we didn't need either of those things. But instead, we wasted my time trying to put something in my vehicle that I knew would not fit. You know what? I want to move on from this topic. I'm tired. This is this is the start of my birthday week. Oh God! Hey, first, let me give you some props. What you it? compared to last year? You've talked so little about your birthday this year. I'm so proud of you. Why? What? What is the thing about people talking about their birthday? Because last year it was a campaign. Of, of, yes, of it was. Like <laughs> yes, the streamers, the skywriting. It was none of people, that. You, you're bands, you're over-exaggerating. So and I'm, and I'm going to say this to you again. I'm not, and I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it publicly because my brother and I were talking about this yesterday because, again, my family is my family and friends are trying to coordinate something. And every day I'm like. It's clear that y'all are trying to plan some kind of shenanigans and it's falling apart, but I'm just like, whatever it is. But what I was explaining- I love that you just called them out on the podcast. <laughs> oh, no, I mean, they know, that I, they know that I know. Like, because every day I talk to another person and I'm like, yeah, so-and-so just reveals that. And But my point to them is, and I said this to your wife, you know, they're they're getting flustered because things are, the beans are being spilled. But I was like, I'm not somebody who gets upset about it. I'm truly, I it truly is a thought that counts to me. And- and so I was so going back to the whole thing, I was saying to my brother, and this is this is gonna sound terrible, and I hope my mom and dad don't listen to this episode because I don't I want them to feel notes bad. To <laughs> I don't want them to feel bad. But you know, growing <laughs> growing up, you know, my mom and dad were very young when they had all of us. There were a lot of us. And so, and also my dad is just has the type of personality where like celebr- like big celebrations, holidays, he just that's not his thing. And so growing up, we didn't really have big birthday celebrations. You you probably you usually got a card. You got a card, but there weren't parties. <laughs> like I legit did not have a real birthday party until I was an adult. And that's not 
exaggeration or hyperbole. So I'm saying that to say, so what happens is as as a kid or as an adult, you learn to adjust, right? So my adjustment was essentially to start to begin to give the perception that I devalued those things. Like they weren't as important. I didn't make a big deal out of birthdays. I didn't make a big deal out of holidays because my family didn't. And so to not feel left out, I was like, oh, those things aren't that important to me. And so what happened was as you get older and you learn yourself and you start claiming your space <laughs> in this, on this earth, you start hopefully start being honest about the things that you need and start expressing those things to the people that you care about. So I looked up and was like, I like my birthday. <laughs> and I like, 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 like is a very soft word. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I like my birthday. I mean, you love. <laughs> I, I, but I, I love my birthday in the sense that like, and, and I, and I'm talking about my birthday, but also I could talk about like graduation, special case. Like we didn't get those things growing up as a kid. We, right. that was, my parents didn't have the money for it. Right. So, so any of those special occasions, I didn't really have, I don't have memories like that. So I do make a big deal and and I use my birthday because it's the only holiday that's about me. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, we do Christmas. Everybody's getting in on Christmas, but birthday, I'm, I'm not really graduating from things anymore. I'm not, you know what I mean? Like I don't, for the most part, have big life moves. So, so birthday is, or birthdays are an opportunity for me to kind of, have a moment that's about me. <laughs> put, all those, put all those marketing skills to work. Yes, branding sure. and-, <laughs> and, all, and truthfully, and the thing is, and I said this to you and your wife, and because I didn't have, and 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 I, I want to be clear, I don't want it to sound like this is a woe is the single girl life. It's not that, but it is the reality of that. Like when you're not a single person who has a big family or a bunch of friends or whatever who prioritize those kinds of things, then your birthday is just kind of come and go. So mm-hmm. I got used to, if I wanted to do something to celebrate, I had to plan it. Mm-hmm. So I started doing it. I started letting folks know I was going to go on a I was going to go on a trip or I was when I turned 40, it was a year of K. And I did that because I wanted people to know that I wanted to do something special for my birthday. So, but anyway, hey. <laughs> Great marketing campaign. I'm proud of you. I guess you're like it's more low-key than last year. <laughs> yeah. This year's been I heard a little bit. But last that. year, but last year, I we were also we had been stuck in the house for a year. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah we were like, by the time last year came around, I was like, I don't care who it is, what it birthday, is, we doing some because <laughs> literally, if you remember when the pandemic happened, we we shut down two literally two weeks before my birthday. My my March 12th, I will now never forget this March 12th. That's when everything, when all hell broke loose. And two weeks later, we were officially in, in this house. thing. So anyway, so, um, <laughs> so yes, I'm celebrating all week long. <laughs> and I'm just proud that it's just a week. I'm proud. Shut up. Moved it down. <laughs> Hey, you well, women, y'all gotta stop the birthday month stuff. That that don't. It's my birthday month. You got some people talking. It's my birthday season. You know what? I, to, I mean, I do feel like that's a bit excessive, but I also am getting to the point in life where I'm like, you know what? We have so, such little, such few moments of pure, unadulterated bliss. I'm all like, let people do whatever makes them happy at this point in life. If it if it brings you joy and it and it ain't hurt nobody, if it makes you happy. If it makes you happy. Yes, indeed. But hey, speaking of celebrating, we got some interesting, exciting news that came through on Friday. Have you heard this about the Crown Act? You're uh, like, have I heard what? I haven't heard I'm not, it. I've not heard this. So the Crown Act, which is the Crown Act stands for creating a respectful and open world for, for natural hair. And it was a bit, it is a bill that was introduced by Representative Bonnie Watson. She's a Democrat out of New Jersey. And several states have already passed this bill. California was the first state to do so, but recently New Jersey and uh, New York have also done so. 
But now with the bill being passed by the House on Friday, the so backing up, the bill would actually ban hair-related discrimination. As we know, Black women in this country, Black folks in this country can't, can't catch a break so much so that we literally <laughs> have to pass laws for us to wear our hair in its natural state without fear of retribution or a potential loss of employment or in so many other circumstances. So this bill would help to prevent hair-related discrimination. The bill now goes to the Senate for review where Senator um, Cory Booker has sponsored the bill there. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. I, I just think for some reason it just popped in my head. You know, did you ever see the, I think it was last year, The Wrestler? It was a, a kid who was wrestling and had to have his, his dreads cut off. Oh, yeah, I did hear about that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, and like, just think about moments of that, like moments like that, where it's like, are you, are you serious? Is this really going to happen? Yeah. So people, just for, the, for those who sit up there like, this is not a real thing. It is a real thing. Vertical uh, hair race theory is unnecessary, but <laughs> I have to explain to you why my hair is not a criminal act. Or, <laughs> oh, or my me wearing my hair as it grows out of its head naturally is not a problem. <laughs> right, it is staring at it's insane. It's crazy. Oh my goodness. Can, I, can, I, can I do a pet oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. What was the acronym again? <laughs> it's called the Crown I, Act. Crown. I creating I, I, Good, creating a respectful and open world for natural hair. Open world for natural hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I hate bad acronyms. <laughs> like when you try to make your acronym fit something, I think you need to work on acronyms. But I think What's it's pretty straight. But I think it's pretty straight on. I think the point created is, a, which is not in there. A respectful. Respectful. I mean, a is an article. It's never in okay, there. Okay, R O W N, and is the H in there too? Crown. What? You don't spell C- crown with an H. Crown is spelled C R O W N. But in that so acronym, crown is creating yeah. a respectful mm-hmm. and open world okay. for natural hair. Natural hair. Hair is an H, right? Oh, I see what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying. Yeah. I'm just saying. Bad acronym. Bad acronym. They got working. I love the law. Good job. Work your acronyms. I think you're. I think you're gonna have to let this one go, brother. You're, you're struggling. I am. No H and crown. Shut up, man. I am curious to know. Did you hear about uh, Ralph Lauren's uh, new HBCU line? Uh, wait, I actually saw this. I saw, yeah, I saw something on Instagram about that. What are your thoughts the, uh, about H- this? Well, first um, of all, do you? I'm, I'm, I'm saying as if our audience already knows, but you, you understand. So let me back up and just bring everybody up. So Ra- oh, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, go. No, no, you go ahead. No, so Ralph Lauren, a uh, uh, fashion company, a white fashion company, is doing an HBCU line. Uh, which is historically black colleges, shirts and stuff like that. I think what I saw was the, I think I saw a Morehouse shirt. I think I saw, was it Morehouse? And yeah, they launched the campaign with Morehouse. Morehouse, yeah, yeah. yeah. And when I saw, what, I, and it did kind of, it did, uh, the eyebrow did go up when I was like, hmm, Ralph Lauren's doing that. Oh, okay, that's that's interesting. Um, I think, I don't like it in the sense that there's so many black companies that make uh, great paraphernalia for um, HBCUs. I, I feel like a little bit, it, it feels a little bit. I'm going to jump on this little uh, yeah. jump, jump on this uh, opportunity here where HBCUs are hot and everybody's yeah. talking about them. And, money. and I, yeah, and I listen. I am always for the yes and. You know, I'm right. I'm always like I don't I don't want to eliminate more opportunities for us. However. I don't think the message coming out of now, let me back up and say uh, it's important to me to, to highlight that there's a brother um, who is leading this charge, Jamal Jeter, who is presumably a black man <laughs> who, uh, who, who, you know, works at Ralph Lauren and is um, responsible for leading the charge for this HBC line. So I think it's great. I think it's always wonderful when attention and is brought to to HBCUs. I, I always right. think that that's a great thing. And the thing is, it's what we want. 
right? Like we want other people to know and uh, and understand and appreciate how valuable um, HBCUs are. And there's a specific culture attached to HBCUs. And so there are a couple things for me. The first is the visualization of it. Honestly, the first thing I saw was it immediately, and I, I was listening to a commentator talk about this, and she was talking about it immediately evokes the feelings of the talented 10, yeah. which is an issue in our culture. You know, there's this sense of like the respectability pro- politics, right? It's this thing of this is what it looks like to be a college student, or this is what it looks like to be educated. And it's a tricky thing in our community, you know, this this thing, this dancing around. And it's something we've always had to do. We know why, right? Like, why? it's not like we impose these societal standards on ourselves. They they were imposed upon us and we learned to to deal with the hand that we were dealt, right? Yeah, absolutely. That being said, I'm not going to lie that when I see those images, particularly when I see, and when I say images, I'm specifically talking about like the, 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 the period of costuming that they've chosen that like the fashion that they've chosen to lean in is very much of a specific era it looks like looks like some 1940s yeah man i think that's the thing that struck me most like and i think that that's partly because you know what it is it for me visually it it leans into this narrative of this is the kind of black people that we are right with and i'm not saying that that's what the intent is at all i'm sure that that's not what the intent is but it does kind of reinforce this message of like in other words if you're gonna if would would they have been as excited to launch that hbcu collection if it looked like fubu right right? like in the 90s or if it looked like sean john or any of the other you know what i'm saying like those things that were clearly more quote-unquote urban those things that were edgier those things that look like hip-hop but at the same time that that to to defend ralph lauren a little bit that is their brand their brand is oh it's a thousand percent it's it's, it's it's alignment with preppy right right, right, and and that has been one of the arguments but i'm just saying visually for me that was the first thing i thought which is of all the fashion thing of all of the fashion forward choices and chances that black folks need to be making is this it like that was the first yeah. thought i had right and then actually it wasn't the first thought it was that was the first visual first reaction i had to the visual the reaction that i had to to the ralph lawrence thing i'm not gonna lie because ralph lawrence has been i mean there have always been rumors about whether or not ralph lawrence wanted black folks money i don't i don't care about well, that i said ralph lawrence i'm tired yeah, I, <laughs> well, ralph I, heard, lawrence. I heard that about tommy hilfiger i didn't know what the ralph lawrence had the same thing i, I, t- I don't know I remember Tommy, Tommy Hilfiger, Hilfiger definitely was straight up saying, I don't want y'all yeah, I don't want black people wear my stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you know what? You might be right. But I, 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 <laughs> what I will say is he for sure did not go out of his way to court black folks. Let me say it like that. But right. what I, but, okay. and so the flip side to that to me is always, I always think it's important for us to, when we're on the cover of Vogue magazine, when we get in variety, when we're on, on the Oscars, yes, exposure is important. That is a sign of progress, but it is also very frustrating to think about all of the Black creators who are already doing this, who are already mm-hmm. busting their butt, creating beautiful you know, clothing, and who don't have the name, who don't have the brand, and who will not get the exposure, even though they're, they've been doing it and they've been doing it for a love of the culture for forever. So I just... I just put up an article um, from Forbes that says, Ralph Lauren apologized to Black fraternity, the latest fashion racial blunder. Apparently they appropriated, Ralph Lauren apologized for appropriating a Black fraternity symbols on a pair of pants that went for retail for over $300. Wow. Making Which one? Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm assuming I'm it was. <laughs> oh, five beta, five beta Sigma. 
I was gonna say I know it was I know it went Apple because y'all would we would have heard about that everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> you know, hey, don't y'all. But and and so this is and so these are the types of things without you know beating a dead horse here. But these are the types of things that I wonder about when I see these brands attach themselves. It's literally part of the work that I do for my clients, which is helping them to assess: is this brand really looking to to grow its connection and authentic? Um, relationship with this community or is it looking to exploit it rather than coach the vultures exactly right. and so that for me is always the the concern which is you're gonna do you're gonna go build this line up build this line of clothing and you're going to borrow some symbols from these black institutions you don't have anybody on your team who's talking to you who's educated like those are the things that for me like frustrate right. me because I immediately go, then that means you didn't have anybody on your team. Like you right. couldn't have. Cause right. the fi- I know I've sat in on the, in those calls and been in those rooms and been the one going, y'all know y'all can't just grab those symbols. Y'all know y'all, those are copyrighted, right? Like but we want to make money <laughs> <laughs> and you can, as, long, as soon as you play these sisters and brothers. Right. <laughs> so anyway, I want to switch gears a little bit. Um, okay. And this is going to be a little bit, I, I don't even know how to broach this, but so you oh, mentioned last week, nothing, William. Nothing you, more nervous when a man hears that. I'm going to switch gears. Just, I don't know how to... Oh, uh, am I in trouble, G? No, no. Well, last week when we talked, um, right as we were wrapping up, you mentioned William Hurt passed away. And I, of course, like you, have watched a lot of William Hurt's work and always been incredibly impressed by him as an actor and just found him to have this quiet... Um, but intense demeanor. And so I was surprised to hear after news of his passing some reports of his previously terrible behavior, behavior that I wasn't aware of some violent behavior. Oh, yeah, with his, uh, yeah, with his, his ex-girlfriend. Or ex- yeah, with, not with just his ex-girlfriend, but also with Marley Matlin. And I, not even so much that that I'm interested in because, I mean, obviously these are, uh, I didn't realize this, but these are accusations that have um, existed for a long time. But I, I was curious um, to know your thoughts because I did see a few, a few people. So long story short, William Hurt passed away. And in the days since he passed away, people have gone and asked Marley Matlin, who did one of her earlier works with him um, and who has previously accused him of assaulting and raping her. They asked her for a quote about his death and she straight up just gave them a quote talking about him as an actor. She didn't comment on anything else outside of that. Um, and then similarly, they went back to this woman he had a relationship with formerly who has written in the past about her, the abuse she says she suffered at his hands. At any rate, um, a lot of folks were, you know, playing the, you know, it's not right to speak ill of the dead. And I'm just curious to know, you know, we have a lot of people who are passing away in this modern age and where we know so much more <laughs> about mm-hmm. our heroes than we did before. I'm curious to know what your thoughts are on this idea of not speaking ill of the dead. Well, I think it becomes it becomes a dangerous it becomes a slippery slope because then like I'm hearing I hear people with making I saw I saw some articles about William Hurt and I've seen people making takedown pieces on you know people who've passed away and some of their bad deeds, but then it makes me wonder how much they've looked at their heroes. You know, we've talked about it before. Like James Brown notoriously beat women. Miles Davis notoriously beat women viciously. You know, so so it becomes that line of. Where where do we draw the line? Where do we draw the line between art and the human being? When I talk to William Hurt, I talk to him as an actor because I think he's an extraordinary actor. Now the Marley Matlin stuff, I, I, I heard about it. I was like, I heard about it. I was like, oh, that's that's terrible. But then, what does that do to the art? You know, does that make Body Heat not as good a movie now? Or you know, like so so I think it's a I, uh, wasn't the lady, the young lady from 
she just did a documentary. A young lady from I can't remember Rachel Evan Wood, I believe. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. When Kobe Bryant died, the first uh, she posted a thing like right about a week after she died, like yeah, I'm sad that he died, but he was a rapist. And I was like, in a few ways, first of all, he wasn't found guilty on that, and secondly. Like you said, what's the line there? When in, we're talking about a basketball player who has done a whole lot of good things, he was accused of something that he was never found guilty of, but she pulls that out as if it's fact because it was reported by someone, you know? So I think my long answer is, I don't know how to deal with it. I just know that yeah, you Yeah, I'll be honest right. with you. Even, even when I, even when I, because in the moment, because like I said, we, when you, when you announced it on this show, I definitely, and I had no... And as much as I'm, you know, as much as I'm into pop culture, as much random things as I knew, I was surprised. I was like, right. oh no. Like, and it's just, it, it's just disappointing. It's one more thing another person has done. Another right. human being has proven themselves to be human. Right. <laughs> and, it, it, that is a great, another human being has yeah, proven themselves yeah, to be human. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that's not to excuse yeah. behavior at all. It's yeah. just to say human beings are complicated. Yeah. You know? What I do recognize, and I, and I try and show grace with with this and i you know sometimes we're better at it than other is to realize is that you know i hate to say it this way because it makes it sound like your 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 beliefs are subjective and they're not but i will say that i think that everybody has their 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 limit right mm-hmm. and right. what i mean is i can only talk to you so much about what you're gonna hear about prince and and then you're at your limit <laughs> you're right. like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not entertained. You and I, the same way Michael Jackson. I, right. There's only so much I'm going to entertain with right. you. Right. All, and so, and I think, I think um, it's about being able, like you said, to be able to acknowledge the artistry, and but to understand that those things can be separate from the person. Right. And you then, know and what I mean? Like the genius can be separate from the, from the person who has their human failings and right. um shortcomings because the they certainly like, do yeah i like okay. what you just said before everybody has their personal line you know so yeah. and and, I, and and respecting other everybody's personal line and not judge their personal line yeah. listen to michael somebody listen to michael jackson that's fine yeah. if you do that yeah you know I, I like i said i listen to miles davis i don't listen to michael jackson so there's some type of and that's a perfect some, that's a perfect right. example i and it's so interesting that you say that because i'm a huge jazz fan and i feel very conflicted listening to jazz i mean listening yeah. to miles like i love miles davis miles davis is he Miles Davis outside of John Coltrane you you would be hard pressed to find anyone else that people would without question unequivocally name as the greatest jazz artist alive right. I mean or I shouldn't say alive but ever to have existed and I can't listen to his music without feeling conflicted because I know the torture that he put a lot of women through like right. was a terrible human being to yeah. a lot of people but the music is beautiful and it's right. amazing and it's stunning so yeah it is it is definitely this constant thing of going how do you how do you appreciate this genius but at the same time acknowledge this very terrible thing that they've done yeah but i just i, just, what I can't stand is when i hear people get on the, the soapbox of like i stopped listening to r kelly years ago i'm like yo first of all you don't get an award for that <laughs> well i don't mind it when people try and throw it in your face because i do think that a lot of times people try and scapegoat other people because they they feel some kind of way about the fact that they haven't yet made that decision. Right, so they'll say, right, right, right. I'm still listening to R. Kelly and you're not being made. Okay, that's fine. Or right. they'll say, it ain't like you, it ain't like you stopped listening to R. Kelly. And you're like, I haven't listened to R. Kelly in 20 years. Like, and, <laughs> and it's sometimes it's more of a no, I'm just trying to illustrate to you that I I'm holding true to that particular value right. that I that is important to me. And I but I do think you're right. It is, it is the thing that it becomes virtue signaling. It becomes yeah, like, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Look at yeah. what I was like, dude. There's yeah. so many that you can play this game forever. Yeah, because you know? I'm, I'm 
also not somebody who like when I get in a car with somebody like, oh, you listening to that now? Unless it's just somebody god awful and terrible, like honestly. But yeah. general, well, generally, I am that person. And yeah, you, you definitely are. You and definitely it is not are. because of what you do it with me with romantic movies. Forget, forget somebody you don't you don't <laughs> think is right. You're like, why are you watching this show? <laughs> if I think it's bad, I'm gonna say it's bad. Jamal, they... Jamal is still making fun of me because I haven't watched uh, Spider Man. You still like what Spider Man was like? You still ain't watched Spider Man. It's been in the movies. It just came to <laughs> stream, so I don't feel in this COVID pandemic era. I don't feel any sense of I gave her the address shame about not going out. I gave her an address to an empty movie theater, y'all. She still ain't going yet. It was empty when you went. You can't guarantee I, it was gonna be empty when I went. I guarantee it's gonna be empty. It'll be empty right now. You go right now. Those okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yep. Or I could just watch it safely in the confines of this my living dwelling. Your homework is to watch Spider-Man. <laughs> oh, I'm actually going to when we finish here today. Speaking of Spider-Man and Captain Marvel, got some more exciting news. Our homeboy, we, we consider him a homeboy since we went to school in New Orleans and I'm from Louisiana. Our homeboy, Anthony Mackie, have you heard this news? I did hear this news. Yes, yes, yes. Anthony Mackie has purchased 20 acres of land in New Orleans East with the intention of building a new film studio there. What up? That is big moves. That big moves from brother, from, from a hometown boy. That is amazing. I'm trying to figure out, man, Anthony Mackie, money like that? I need to go talk to him. That's what I said. I mean, <laughs> but when you think about it, it, what's crazy is it's 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 money that's probably not a whole heck of a lot of money because people don't always see value in us. You know what right, I mean? Right. Like New Orleans East, I actually <laughs> saw somebody we know posted like, they know something about the New Orleans East. We don't know. And it's like, that's the problem. Right. The problem is that we don't always see the value in, our, in ourselves or in the land around us, in the community around us. And what happens is other folks will sit, they come in, they build it up. And then we're like, dang, we were here all this time. Right, right, right. And, and we're never able to take advantage of it. So, yeah, Anthony is a, a New Orleans native. He went to NOCA, uh, which is a performing arts school there. So, super exciting to see him. And for those who don't know, Anthony Mackie is the new Captain America. Yes. Was, uh, <laughs> Falcon. He was the Falcon. Um, I, do you have any concerns about it being like, I did have a brief concern about it being put in New Orleans East because we know the flooding dangers over there, especially mm-hmm. with the, the, la- the last, well, I guess the last two hurricanes, New Orleans East got hit hard. Any concerns about it being put in? Because I think it's going to be right on for, for our deep New Orleans natives, it's going to be off I 10 and Reed Boulevard. Shout out to Parole Cove 18L. That's where we used to live when we used to New Orleans. But anyway, <laughs> but it's like, like right, I tan and read Boulevard. I know that exit well. Yeah, but, but it's actually going to be right. It's going to be right where that Walmart used to be back in the yeah. day. It's going to be where that Walmart is. That's what it looks like. Oh, okay. So, but, I was, but I was, that's the one concern I have. Like, man, that's 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 some. That's some I mean, I think too. the reality is that anytime you build in New Orleans, that's that's, that's what possibility, it is. right? What like, it is, it's right? just, and I'm saying New Orleans, but truthfully, any um kind of area that has swampy area around it. So throughout Louisiana and parts of Alabama and Mississippi, mm-hmm. that's, it's just the nature of the environment. So you just pray that they put enough uh, measures in place. And honestly, that's that's always been the challenge in New Orleans is right. the infrastructure. Right. So... But it's if dope. He, I'll go down there. I'll be down there. Listen, yo, that's amazing. <laughs> and who knows now? Maybe now that he's Captain America and he's now the official has the shield for Marvel. Maybe maybe Disney will come down there and throw some dollars that way. I don't know. Who knows? I'll even tell a brief story. Sure, sure. I was playing basketball in Plano. Which We're weird. playing basketball. <laughs> so I'm playing basketball at this recreation center with a bunch of brothers. And, we playing. Uh-huh. and I had on my Captain America shirt. 
And two brothers in, partic- in particular on the other team was giving me the business for wearing a Captain America shirt. Captain America. Well, because you know, black men, we've had this conversation. Black men, like Captain America didn't feel cool until uh, my boy came in and revised it uh, in the last few years. Right. But it's just weird to like like, Captain America. I was like, now I'm like, I wish I planned now. Captain America's black now, y'all. Calm down. (laughs) (laughs) You should have said, yeah, you got a problem with a brother brother being a superhero. See, back then I should have been like, yeah, you know, actually in the comic books, but it makes you seem like a nerd. He was black in the comic books if you knew. I mean. Then they'd be like, uh, how do you know that? I'm like, I'll read. And then (laughs) they're going to beat me I was going to say from one nerd to another. (laughs) Yeah. You know, I'm I'm always for pulling pulling out some facts. (laughs) Well, you know. (laughs) Like, that never helps in a fight. That never helps. Like, Never helps. Actually, I was right. And they're like, yeah, we're still going to kick your ass. Oh, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) so i'm trying to make heads of tails of this but i am hearing word that one kanye west has been banned from performing at the grammys that are coming up i dream of a world one day where we don't have to talk about kanye west sorry ass I dream of a world where we well, I wasn't pl- I was not planning on talking about it at all, but it popped up in my news feed and it was like the 64th <laughs> annual Grammy Awards is scheduled to be held April 3rd and lost. Oh, maybe that's where uh-huh, I'll go for my I birthday week. <laughs> <laughs> I was I thinking about Vegas. Ass. <laughs> we'll get someone sit down <laughs> sit your ass down and somewhere. shut the hell up. <laughs> like Kanye, okay, so Kanye West. As far as the news cycle goes, <laughs> he's the new Donald Trump. Where's That's like, true. <laughs> he pulled up this like, what did Kanye do this? Oh, he's he's calling. He called uh, your boy from Daily Show a coon. He, uh, well, yeah, Trevor Noah. <laughs> I'm like, bro, he's it, it's so many people and so many things happening so fast. I, I just, dude, just take a well, nap, Kanye. Well, take I've got I've got some news for you. Oh no! I'm, I'm, I'm gonna switch gears a little bit. Okay, good. Is it no Kanye? No, Kanye. it's no Kanye. Yay! But, but I'm gonna tell you, I think you may have missed your chance to uh, come up on some money. Oh, what? Uh-uh. Because you you remember you used to be. So I don't know if our listeners listeners will remember, but you were once a security guard on the Hollywood lot. Like you worked security at uh, Grey's Anatomy, right? <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> so have you heard this story recently that there was a black driver who worked on Grey's Anatomy? Who was who has claimed he was wrongfully arrested at gunpoint in front of the cast and crew members last March? Are you aware? No, of I, I'm not not aware of this. Time yeah, out. that does not shock me at all. But continue <laughs> <laughs> on that well, studio. That sounds like it could happen. But go ahead. Well, 31 year old Ernest Simpson or Simon Jr., according to Black Enterprise, is suing L.A. Uh, su- suing the city of L.A. and the LAPD for 20 million dollars in damages he's saying um he's suing after being racially profiled at a traffic stop and having a gun pulled at him during a wrongful arrest so listen if you had stayed on as a gray staffer and gotten a gun put in your face you too could be suing for 20 million dollars i'll just settle for like you know having awkward interactions with isaiah washington (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so many awkward interactions with semi-famous people is weird we'll go. Golly, oh my goodness oh my goodness what else is happening in life so i saw a headline and I had to look around and say is it 1994 there are two people in the music industry who are beefing right now guess who they are they're rap they're in the rap cult community and in 1994 this would have been a headline that shocked the world 1994 who would have been beefing in 94 jay-z 
Uh, you're close. Jay Z and Dame Dash. Uh, oh, no, I mean Jay. Well, Jay Z and Dame Dash are consistently talking about. It's not really. Yeah, they, they are. That's what I'm saying. Here. Like that's it's not a fight. fight. It's, it's really not they, a fight. It's it's, it's Dame, it's Dame, Dame wailing does. against the brick. <laughs> it's literally like you know they show those those videos of the crazy person screaming at the at the wall. That's Dame. That's Dame Dash. Yeah, like, like Jada moved on with his life. Jay's like, who's Dame Dash? <laughs> no, no, who's who's got a beef? I don't know this beef. Puffy. Excuse me. Is it Diddy? Listen. Okay, Diddy is okay. Diddy's a part of the beef. Name the other person you think's a part of the beef from the nineteen nineties. I hope y'all. I thought I told you that we won't stop. I thought I, told I was you about to say Mace. Mace and Diddy are beefing. <laughs> They're beefing hard right now yeah. on Instagram. They're Mace... always beefing though because Mace is always like, "Where my money?" <laughs> yeah, and Mace is still like, "Where my money?" And I'm like, and, 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 "Yo, Mace and he's like, like now he's like now I got the righteous indignation of the Lord. And he's gonna get you know, his he, money." That doesn't even shock me though. The righteous indignation of the Lord is gone. It's no, like, he, he, words. Yeah, he, I'm like, uh, he like I'm I'm still from Harlem, Negro. <laughs> Harlem world. He was like, you from Mount Vernon. He was like, you got the people believing, but you from Mount Vernon. <laughs> I just feel like it's like, I feel like the beef, this is this is 25 years too late. Like, yeah, first of all, everybody knows that Puffy stole money from everybody. But it's, but, it's not a, but it's not a late beef. I will say that Mason's been pretty consistent and he pops up every few years going, where my money at? <laughs> yeah, but now he's like, he's on. And then, then you got people from the making the band has come out, talking about they want to Now that money. I did see recently. Yeah, like, what is happening? So 1994 is coming back. I mean, uh, y'all, listen, P- Diddy got some karma. Diddy definitely got some karma he got to pay, but I don't know that we're going to see it in this life. Nah, <laughs> I, don't I don't know. I don't even know how Diddy makes money anymore. I know he makes money, but I don't know how oh, he do it. I mean, well, Sean John is still a thing. Sean John's still a thing? And he's invested in a lot of things. He's invested in Ciroc, right? You know what I mean? Like... Okay. He don't make music no more. At least I, I mean, I we could we, we could pull it that thread off. <laughs> Has he ever? Okay, sorry. I don't want to get Original? canceled. About this. <laughs> you know, it's Has funny he that ever you, made music. Well, it's funny that you brought that you bring him up though, because when we were talking about Lauren Hill a, a couple of weeks ago, and then I will wrap up uh, after this and get, get into for the culture. But um, I was thinking about how you know Lauren gets so much flack. And listen, and I'm not saying that some of it isn't deserved and earned, but but one of the things that people gave her a lot of flack was when she added the Ms. title to her name and they gave her such, you know, such a big deal about it. I was like, it's so interesting how people get so frustrated about women and black women in particular demanding things, you know, and Diddy has changed his name 15 times. Uh, so many other rappers oh. change their names on a regular. And we don't, I mean, we all roll our eyes and go, okay, but we don't make it a thing. Yeah. But when Lauren Hill changed her name and added the Miz, it was a thing. It was, she's arrogant. She's got an ego. And it's like, or maybe she just is like, I'm about that life. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Anyway, um, you have a For the Culture this week? Uh, I actually do have a For the Culture. For the Culture! For the Culture. For the culture. For the culture. For the culture. Okay, so I'm going to some deep nerd stuff. I'm, I apologize in advance. Um, I'm Are here you for it. Go aware ahead. Cartoon Network used to have this show back in the day called Robot Chicken? I do know Robot about Robot Chicken. Chicken. I, I didn't watch it very often, but I, I'm familiar with it. So I was like Robot Chicken in the early 2000s. I was addicted. And Robot Chicken's a little claymation show that were like 15 minutes long, developed by Seth Green. And they're usually like, they're stuffed with pop culture references. Seth Green. They get really raunchy. I mean, there was one episode where all the... Um, I, I could immediately smell the weed as soon as you said Seth Green. Oh my God, yeah. 
But there was one, one of my favorite episodes was uh, all of the serial cartoon characters came to life and they were drug dealers. Oh, God, no. And it, and it, and it based it off of New Jack City and it's the funniest <laughs> shit I've ever seen. So with Cartoon Network, Seth Green has teamed up with uh, Donald Faison and uh, Wanda Sykes, and they've made a new show called Alabama Jackson. Yeah, and Alabama, yes. Alabama Jackson travels through time <laughs> and, and usually through time to right some type of racial wrong. And his traveling partner is played by Wanda Sykes, who plays Harriet Tubman. Yes, so they go and, and, and they're 15 minutes long. <laughs> it's a YouTube series. Oh, and I've watched like I've watched three of them. They're hilarious. They're I am hilarious. please immediately send me the link. <laughs> we're, we're definitely going to include this in the show notes. Yeah, uh, so, and what is the name of the show again? It's called okay, Alabama uh, Jackson. Alabama Jackson. And it's Alabama what where is Jackson. it? It's it airs on what it network is, again? It is actually on YouTube. It's on the Cartoon okay. Network YouTube. If you just Google um if you oh, okay. YouTube Alabama Jackson, okay. it'll come up. The episodes awesome. are hilarious. They're short. <laughs> and uh, and it, it is not for the uh, mild, mild at heart, mild tempered. They, they go there sometimes. <laughs> they get really rough sometimes. Yeah, if y'all it, don't it, know it, me and Jamal by now, this is why I'm always like, I think I was like, I feel like Jamal has created this picture for you all that I'm just this sweet homework girl. And I was like, there we go. <laughs> I'm like, no, but I'm sitting here like, it's things like, it's moments like this when we start talking about these shows like this, because you know, I, I love some good, terrible Comedy, I love it. <laughs> and Wanda Sykes is the voice of Harriet Tubman. Like now, <laughs> now I can't hear anything else. <laughs> Wanda uh, Sykes' voice is Harriet Tubman. It's a dope. This thing. is about. This is the best thing that's about to happen to my life. I'm so excited for it. <laughs> well, all right, Jamal, we're gonna wrap up. We'll say goodbye to the people. Goodbye to the people. Peace out, y'all. We'll see y'all next week. Whatever We Want with J&K is produced by Chief Disruptor Productions with post-production support by Streamlined Podcasts. Stay up to date when we post new content when you subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, and most podcast streaming platforms. And don't forget to follow us on IG at Whatever We Want with J&K and also on Facebook and Instagram at Chief Disruptor Productions. See y'all next week. Peace.